Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I am continuing on a little bit here with our brain's hardwiring and how that affects our anxiety. And in episode that I did, oh, I think it was must have been just the other day, episode 709, I took a look at negativity bias. And today I want to explore more, actually four ways that our brains are also hardwired so that we can feel that our brain is not working so much against us. It may be the way that it's wired, but when we understand it, we don't have to be so, you know, put off by getting caught and going down the wormhole with these negativity biases, but things that we can do that can keep us understanding it, being aware of it, and that awareness is so key. And then we can see what parts of that may be causing us some distress. This is from an article that will also be linked in the show notes for you. And it starts out here talking about how, you know, we really think that we are have our thinking all together. We think we're objective, we're rational, but really our minds, our brains are hardwired to see the world in more of an egocentric frame of reference. And this information can really distort or lose or a lot of the things that are coming towards us, or we can even find ourselves making things up like we're inventing things. So over the course of evolution, the brain has evolved many different mechanisms for extracting the most relevant information that comes out of our environment, everything that's surrounding us. And that it's done this in order to not have our senses overloaded. So this isn't just a freak thing. This is how it has all evolved on purpose to not have our senses overloaded. And so I'm going to quote here from the article. One broad category of such mechanisms is the cognitive bias. Cognitive biases have evolved to speed up judgment times and make decisions easier to come by. However, by decreasing judgment time, your brain often sacrifices objectivity and precision. 
cognition can be persuaded by goals or motivational states. We often perceive things as we'd like to see them, right? Cognitive biases not only interfere with your day-to-day perception of the world, but can also affect the way you are seeing your way of coping. So I really want you to pay attention to how you can affect your own life and how you can ease into making some changes out of these challenging ways that our brain kind of leans toward. We can make the changes, but we can't do it if we don't understand it and if we are not aware of how and where we are doing these things. Now, let's see what we can do here as far as the four ways that our brain is hardwired so that we can understand some of these patterns better. The first one that I came across here in this post, and again, this post link will be in the show notes for you, is the confirmation bias. And so what is a confirmation bias? The article says humans have overwhelming tendency to confirm their own beliefs. Hence, it shouldn't come as any surprise that we're hardwired to do just that. The confirmation bias is the tendency to collect information from our surroundings that supports ideas or beliefs that we have already formulated. It's hard to think objectively when your brain is constantly searching for information that validates your beliefs. So there we go. We're not thinking objectively when our brain is constantly searching for information that is validating our beliefs. So we really are kind of leaning in that direction. And if you think that your anxiety trigger could be something like, this certain scent, right? Then you'll notice that you'll feel anxious anytime you smell that scent. And the confirmation bias may lead you to miss out on other obvious things that are going on. The confirmation bias will make it difficult for you to pinpoint your anxiety trigger because you will likely already have an idea of what's causing your anxiety. So overcoming the confirmation bias can be really helpful here. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another one is hindsight bias. And what is that? The article says that the hindsight bias is closely related to the confirmation bias, Both are examples of how overconfident we can be in our own thoughts and beliefs. The hindsight bias is the tendency to overestimate how predictable something was after it occurred. You know, we say, I knew it all along, for example. Or when you get an A on a midterm, you say, I knew it would happen because you studied hard. So, The cognitive bias, like the hindsight bias, probably derive from cognitive dissonance, the discomfort we feel when we hold two or more conflicting ideas. Like, I thought I was going to get an A on that midterm, but I got a B. These two conflicting thoughts make you feel quite uncomfortable, so you rectify them. Well, it wasn't a fair exam. Or I have an unfair professor. Hindsight bias is one of the many ways we can reduce the amount of cognitive dissonance that we are feeling. Obviously, when I'm right, I knew it all along. And when I'm wrong, something happened that was completely out of my control. End of that quote. Whoa, that's kind of interesting, right? That's just what the brain does. It's trying to make us get it all lined up, right? Why did this happen? Well, I got to line it up. It was the unfair professor or the exam wasn't fair. And we get it right? Yes, I knew it because I studied. So, you know, you may find yourself overly confident in some of your abilities to predict when you're going to feel anxious, right? So over time, you might be really confident in predicting your panic attacks. The ability to predict when we'll feel anxious is really a false comfort. And it can encourage us to think that we've conquered our anxiety. From time to time, we could find that we are so confident in our ability to deal with and predict when anxiety or panic is going to happen, that you stop doing the things that work for you, that keep you calm, that keep you healthy. And eventually you fall out of favor with going forward 
because you stop doing the things that work and you get yourself into anxious times and panic attacks yet again. I see this happen all the time. So we really have to keep doing the things that work, the things that got you to feel better. You can't just predict, I know when it's coming, it's going to come this time. And we get really confident that we know, and we can either stay, we stay away from those situations. But what you need to stay doing is the things that work, your meditation, your exercise, your eating correctly, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, keeping that nervous system in tip top shape. So don't fall back on the things that are working. The third one that they have listed here is availability heuristic. And what is that? The availability heuristic, and I'm quoting here the article, occurs when we make decisions or judgments based on how easily information comes to our mind. For example, if you're out buying a new car and you remember your uncle telling you about how much he loves his new Honda, you may be persuaded to buy a Honda. When memories are available to us, they can be quite persuasive. Many students unknowingly use this tactic to answer multiple choice questions. Read the question and whatever comes to mind is probably the right answer. Professors can take advantage of this mental shortcut to trip up their students and make misleading questions. This heuristic can be used to make a lot of false assumptions and can enhance the effects of an illusory correlation, like a situation where two things seem related but are not. For example, say you have two friends from Belgium. Both of them happen to be fans of the show Friends. If asked whether most Belgian people like the show Friends, you'll probably say yes. Hopefully you can see how irrational that is. Two individuals are hardly a representative sample of a population of 11 million. We use the availability heuristic in many different ways in our lives to make decisions, both trivial and important. End of the quote for the article. So this can really cause us some challenges because we can be distorting the way that we see even our anxiety triggers or our panic attack triggers. If the last time that you felt like you were anxious and it was somewhere where you were at work and you were giving a report and you may become convinced that the presentations, the giving reports in front of your colleagues is your biggest problem. This may not be the case. This can lead you to start solving problems that aren't really problematic, right? And you can be ignoring what is really causing your anxiety or your hard stress levels. And I see this often with driving. I see this with people with the, you know, other fears of being in grocery stores. That's a big one. Elevators. What it is, is people are working on this specific because that is where their last anxiety or panic attack occurred. And it's just what is top of mind to them that that's what's going to happen to them again in that situation. But it is really our level of stress and our level of 
calmness that is the predictor of whether we're going to go into a panic attack or anxiety in and of itself. So we want to pay attention not so much to the trigger and just because that's top of mind. We want to really be working on the root cause, which is our stress levels. And the fourth one that the article has is called an anchoring effect. And I will quote here, anchoring occurs when we base decisions on deviations from a set piece of information that we're given. For example, if you're told a watch normally costs $100, but you can get the watch for 80, it will sound like you're getting a deal, even if the watch is only worth $50. The first piece of information we receive surrounding a decision will anchor how we approach that decision. End of the quote. Well, this is interesting indeed, because what we hear, how things are labeled to us can act as these anchors. These can disrupt our perception of, of how we're dealing with our own anxiety and panic in our lives. So if you're told that you may be suffering from some kind of a labeled disorder, that label will act as a, a as an anchor, right? And that will steer you into the way that you see your anxiety. The anchor may dissuade you from exploring other ways of seeing what is going on with you and your stress level and your life, your health in general. And it can dissuade you from exploring all kinds of different ways to deal with your anxiety and panic just because you were given that specific label. So that's important to pay attention to. This anchoring effect can be very, very important. And we want to make sure that we're not letting it take us down uh, a path that maybe is not exactly the path we need to be on or the only direction we need to be looking. And I'm going to quote from the article here at the end. It says that the human brain is an incredible organ capable of astounding feats that, as of yet, are not reproducible in a lab. We are constantly being bombarded with the daunting amount of sensory information, and it's a wonder that any of us can make it out the door in the morning without being overwhelmed. Our brains do their best to keep us living happy, healthy lives, free of decision fatigue, sensory overload, and debilitating stress. But sometimes the very mechanisms our brain used to lighten our cognitive loads can also be those obstacles preventing us from actually taking a good, hard look at our anxiety and panic. Being more aware of the various cognitive biases that plague the human race can have a noticeable impact on your anxiety. How you view your anxiety and how you can make changes for the better. I want to ask you guys, what of these cognitive biases are you seeing in your world, in your life? Are any of them affecting you? Do you want to maybe look deeper into these? Maybe you could do your own research into things like the confirmation bias, hindsight bias, availability heuristic, and the anchoring effect. 
and see if with a little bit of reading, you might see how maybe some of those are keeping you from seeing your anxiety, panic, from a view that can help you actually heal better and faster? Are you stuck in any of these cognitive biases? It's interesting to look at, and I hope that this show was helpful in opening up your mind a little bit to how some of this works for us, how some of it works against us, and that we actually, with awareness, can make a difference in our own healing. And now for today's quote. Mantra for anxiety. This is not you. This is something moving through you. It can leave out the same door it came in. And that's from James Clear. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.